All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Worship Fuel Show. We are so glad you're here today. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of loopcommunity.com and the host of Worship Fuel. And today we have a very, very special interview. I'm telling you, I have wanted to have this interview for a couple years since the Endless Praise album came out. And I don't even know how we've finally made it happen. But somebody at Loop Community has organized this, and I'm very glad that it's happening. We've got Charity Gale with us today. She's a worship leader, songwriter. She's written songs like Jesus, Thank You for the Blood, I Speak Jesus, Endless Praise, many more. And I'm really excited to have this conversation with her. And so make sure wherever you're watching this from, if you have any questions, type them into the chats. And let's get started. Let's jump into this interview with Charity Gale. Do you ever find yourself muting most of the instruments in a track because you already have them covered? If you lead worship with a full band or just want a more creative way to enhance your sound, check out Enhancement Tracks by Loop Community. These tracks contain electronic instruments and percussion elements to help you take your sound to the next level without overlapping with any instruments on stage. Browse all of our enhancement tracks on loopcommunity.com. Charity, what's up? Hey, how are you, Matt? And it's a double feature. We've got her <laughs> husband with us, Ryan. Hey, glad to be Man, here. Man, thank you so much for uh, joining us. It's awesome to have you both. I don't know how we lucked out uh, to have you both of us. So, Charity, I seriously have wanted to have this interview for many years, uh, ever since your album, Endless, Pri- Endless Praise, came out. And all of a sudden, our top songs chart just started having this girl in the in the feed. Charity Gale, Charity Gale, Charity Gale. I speak Jesus. Literally, like you are the only song. You you have the only song that's been in our top ten for like three years straight. Wow, crazy! It's crazy. Like I I mean that song is a, an incredible song, and it has consistently been our top ten songs. That's incredible. Thank you, Lord. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. And so I want to talk about that. And I want to hear a little bit about your story. And so, and, and Ryan, I want to hear about you too. So make sure you chime in as well. And I'm going to have questions for both of you, but uh, can you just start with like, just ha- tell everybody here how you even got started leading worship and writing, writing music? Yeah, well, it's funny. I feel like I hear a lot of these stories start out the same, but it, mine is that I'm the daughter of a preacher And I grew up on the pew, grew up going to choir practice with my mom on Thursday nights, just fell in love with music as a tool of worship and a tool of praise. And so I, from a very young age, fell in love with worship. And I could sense what the Lord did through worship and how he was glorified through worship. And so I think I was about 10 or 11 when... I felt deep down that I wanted to do something with music. And uh, I was 14 when I wrote my very first song, which no one will ever hear. And then I think I was about 15 when there was a need for our students ministry to have uh, a musician and worship leader. And so um in in the term, you know, for a pastor's kid, it's like, well, there's a role and you need to fill it. So <laughs> that's what, what I did. Yep. Um, but 
Lord used it. And so I, yeah, I grew up in church, loved every part of it. And the Lord used that to kind of put that desire in my heart for what I'm doing today. And Ryan's story is just incredible too. Very different perspective, I think. But um, now we get to do it together. And on all the songs that you even mentioned, um, besides I Speak Jesus, Ryan and I have written those together. And so it's just been planted in both of our hearts to do this. And um, it's, it's been such a beautiful journey. But yeah, I started from a very young age. I think my first solo in church was at three years old. Um, and, you know, what three-year-old doesn't want to lead worship? So. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm a PK too, so uh, awesome. I, know, I know what that's like. Um, so your album, Endless Praise, I mean, was very powerful, and it impacted the church, obviously. But tell us about how that even came about. Like, what... How did that album even happen? Did you, like, it was, was it a self-release? Like you did this on your own or what? Yeah. Tell I us mean, the story behind this album. It's, it's crazy, actually. I mean, you have. And was it your first album? No, um, I had released an album previously to that, but Endless Praise was um, something that we did. We tried to record it during the pandemic, actually. I think our first live recording date was like, so like February or March, right? Yeah, February or March of 2020. So that got pushed back. But we always write songs from um, the perspective of what's going on in our lives at that time. And so Endless Praise was a conglomerate of songs that we just felt the Lord um, put on our hearts. But in February and and March of 2020, we hadn't even written Endless Praise yet. And we hadn't heard I Speak Jesus yet. And we were standing in our kitchen. I think the the shutdown had just happened like a week or two. And we heard I Speak Jesus for the first time. And I looked at Ryan and I said, babe, that has to be the anchor of the new album. And then we wrote Endless Praise a couple months later. And it was this appeal to ourselves and to the church that no matter what's going on, even if we're in the middle of a global pandemic, that he's worthy of the praise all the time. So that's where that, that heartbeat of that album came from. But we had, yeah, we, it was a long journey. I think two or three years worth of writing those songs and we've written them with very dear friends of ours. And just to see how the Lord's been using it is beyond our expectation. But knowing that God's using them for the good of his people and for his glory is more than we could have ever asked for. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So where did you guys record the album? Cause I know there's video, right? It was a live album. Where, where was, where was the recording actually happen? Yeah, it was, it was, that's kind of a funny story because we, my family here in Houston, they own a wedding venue. And so we were actually planning to do it in the chapel, which was being built while we were writing the songs and everything. And then a week before the recording, we went in and they had just installed marble flooring in this chapel. And the reverb was like six seconds long. So we were like a week out. We had already planned where all the camera shots and everything like that were going to be. And so we had like a week to change everything. Um, Like a new venue. Yeah. So we actually... From the chapel, we decided to go over to the reception hall, which was just this giant room. 
and they had all this pipe and drape that they had used for previous weddings. And we were like, let's get the pipe and drape as high up in the air as possible. And we just kind of stuck some lights where we could. And we were, I mean, it was so last minute. We were as grassroots as possible. We were just doing it with a bunch of our friends, but we were running XLR cable to lights and uh, DMX cables to lights and stuff 10 minutes before we hit the record button. Yeah, so he literally um, gets off of a giant ladder, <laughs> hanging pipe and drape, and then goes, goes right and onto the platform. Puts a guitar on. <laughs> we, hit, we hit record. But <laughs> it was exactly what the Lord wanted it to be in yes. that room. It just, you could hear the voice of the church, and it was awesome. So yeah. God was in it. Yeah. I got to say, I mean, it looks, you guys did such a good job for it being like a completely independent production and like recording and everything like you guys made it look like there's like a huge label behind you or i mean first of all there's the quality of the video is amazing the quality of the audio is amazing the songs are incredible but then there's also a ton of people involved in that like how in the world did you guys pull <laughs> off a project like oh. that on your own it was definitely the oh, lord, lord but i'll say this ryan he's masterful everything he does he put together the packaging for the album. He literally hung the pipe and drape. He made all sorts of decisions that I feel like helped push the album where it was. But Ryan and I are just two people. It literally took the church. The church showed up. And we had an amazing producer, Kyle Lee, and and all of these people, they they decided, you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna help out with this. And it was a church project. Endless Praise is a church project for yeah. the church. So we Yeah, the whole room was made up of local choirs from all over the Texas region that we had contacted their worship leaders and we said, Hey, would you teach your choir these songs ahead of time? And then we just gathered them all in a room and that's why the the you can hear the voices. So we wanted so much for the the voice of the bride to be on the yeah. record. And so we just we yeah. were like, Hey, local choirs let's get you all in a room and everybody knew their part and it was it was incredible the sound in yeah. the room. and everyone you see on the platform is either the worship director or music director at their church yeah you know we and how did but how did you convince them to all be a part like did you provide like free chick-fil-a or something or i mean are these just like really free are these Chick-fil-A just like friends yeah always <laughs> Or were these just really good? Or were these just really good friends that you knew, and they were doing you a favor? Like yes. I don't know. How, I just don't even know how you organize that many people. You can barely get people to get together. For <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's the Lord. They were yes. good friends, though. The yes. room was just—it was—it was beautiful. It was like a reunion of all of our friends. And yeah, it was. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> well done, you guys. Um, so, was this your when you say your church? When you say the church, was it? Is this a church you guys are a part of, like on staff at, or how does that work? It was no, all different churches. Capital C church. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Wow. So you guys are in Houston now, right? Mm-hmm. And you were you were in Houston then. What yeah. what does your life look like right now in Houston? Are you on staff at a church? Are you involved at a church musically? Or? So we still travel full time to do worship nights. Um, Endless praise has kept us very very busy. <laughs> um, yeah. So. We're full time, but the reason we're here in Houston is because we're also starting or have started a ministry called Gather House, and it's that same heartbeat that was at the live recording for Endless Praise, that heartbeat that we can come together and worship the same God and 
it's funny, you know, I'm from New York originally and there's not churches on every street corner. And when I moved to Houston, it's funny. I have a story about walking in a mall and I saw a billboard for a church in the mall. And I was like, Ryan, there's a billboard for a church. Like the pastor's on the billboard in the mall. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> but it, what we've realized though is even though you may have a neighboring church down the street, it doesn't mean that you have a relationship with that person. So we have prayer meetings and uh, weekly prayer meetings and then uh, worship and prayer nights once a month and we call them gather nights. Um, and Ryan can speak into that more. He, we, we've, we're off the road right now because I'm very pregnant. <laughs> and so I think that's the reason why this interview is working out too is because we actually have time. We're, <laughs> we're not on yeah. the road. We're home about yeah. to have a baby. Yeah. But it's been so beautiful to see community of the church come together and worship God together and pray together um, because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there's freedom and there's unity. And so we're, we're seeing that in such a beautiful way with gather house, but that's why we're here in Houston. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And congrats on baby. Is it the first baby, baby or two? Second. For two. Okay. <laughs> two years. In two years. Yeah. Oh, we're very man. tired. <laughs> that's exciting. Yep. Yep. I know how that goes. We had, yeah, we had two within two years as well. Wow. And then we had a third and it got even harder. <laughs> so, but get ready. Congrats, you guys. That's, that's exciting. You. So, so you've released a few singles for a new album that's coming. Tell us about the new album. Yeah, this new one is special. Um, again, it's been a project of the heart and soul for two or three years, but we had, um, a couple of interesting years, um, I ended up with a cancer scare and what the Lord taught us through that season and the, the songs that we wrote and what our friends were going through. There are songs that I can literally point back to se seasons in our lives where we saw the Lord working and it got out of our control, but it became the Lord's control because we were trusting him with all of it. So this album is called Rejoice, and what I love about it is that we're rejoicing even in the midst of the storm, because the scripture says, rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. So it's funny, it's, it's, um, it's brought us to a place of understanding that you can rejoice in the midst of the struggle, yeah. even though you don't know the outcome, because... Every time I walked into a doctor's office, Ryan would look at me and he'd say, Chair, we're going to believe the report of the Lord. And I found out a couple months into it that I don't have cancer, praise God. Yeah. Wow. Um, but we ended up with a song that kind of became um, like the, the landmark of that season. And it's called Report of the Lord. So that's on the album. Mm. Um, there's a song called Rejoice on the album because of Jesus, which is a testimony song is on the album. It just feels like a, it's a very uplifting album, but an uplifting yeah. from the, the place that maybe you don't know where the Lord's taking you or where your next yeah. steps are going to go. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. Yeah. What's, what's one single, if, if you were to pick one single that worship leaders like have to listen to maybe implement at their church, is there one you could pick? Like one you're really excited about? Man. 
We love all of them so much. We do. Tell them about Name Above All Names. Yeah, Name Above All Names would probably be my pick. Yeah. I'm not sure if that would be your pick, but yeah, Name Above All Names. I think what's what's so awesome about this record, and it's kind of beautiful how the Lord just interwove the whole thing without us necessarily intentionally doing this. But I think sometimes when we say the word rejoice, it can almost feel flippant. And it's just like, hey, just rejoice. And it's like, yeah, but we actually do walk through stuff. Like we walked into the NICU for a month long with our Remington. And it's like, it's not just like, hey, pat you on the back, like, hey, just rejoice. You know, but the scripture says rejoice in the Lord always. And so it's like, yeah, my situation, it might not always be constant. I know it's not going to be constant, but the Lord is constant. And so yeah. I can rejoice in the fact that he's steadfast and he's able and that he's healer and that he's redeemer. And, right. and so like I rejoice in the Lord in all seasons. And so, so many of the songs, you know, come out of these moments, even in our own life that we were in a situation where it just looked like hopeless or we were just like lord what are we gonna do and then he birthed these anthems that we used in our own life and we're excited to be a resource for the church to use as well but above all names we were actually broken down on the side of the road in our tour bus and uh, it was at the end of a really difficult tour we had had almost daily there was something wrong with the bus there was something wrong with the events that it was just like it was just a it was a difficult three-week tour that we did and on the very last day we woke up at like I can't remember it was early early in the morning maybe like three or four in the morning and there was just this smell of fire I thought the bus was completely on fire and uh, so I roll out of my bunk and I'm like we got to get everybody off this bus and turns out our braking system had uh, like the air compressor failed and so the braking system has a security feature where it clamps down on the brakes and we went from like 70 miles an hour to zero in like 30 seconds and so this like it, the smell was actually burning rubber because we had just burning, like yeah. reaching halt on the side of the road but we it was you know early in the morning we were 25 minutes away from the destination we were going to be at so we were we had almost made it but it was like oh my goodness so and and like i take the responsibility of really taking care of the crew on tour and i just felt like man this is just the worst situation we're on the side of a highway this is dangerous and and so i was just feeling it i was having like total transparency i was just like i i i have to go cry and so <laughs> i went to the back of the bus and i just met with the lord there and i was just you know talking to him i'm like lord you know we're we're out here we're doing what you've asked us to yeah. do we, you know, we're trying to be faithful, but this just seems diff- so difficult and we're yeah. just running, hitting so many walls. And, you know, I was expecting him to like, you know, you know, pat me on the back and be like, it's okay, Ryan, like I, I, I'm there with you, which is all true. But instead he decided to just start calling scripture to memory. And I just pulled out my notes app and I just heard him speaking over me that the cross still stands, the blood still flows, the work is finished and hell still knows, the grave is still empty, the stone is still rolled, and you're still high and lifted up, still seated on the throne. And it was like in the midst of this extremely difficult situation, I didn't know how we were going to get off the side of the road. It was just so kind of the way that he met me in that moment and was like, hey, let me tell you about a bigger picture than what you're currently walking through. Like, I'm still in control. I'm still God. The cross still stands. That blood still applies. And, uh, and so we, he just gave me that bridge. And as soon as we got home, I said, Charity, we got to write this song. Mm. And we got with a couple of our friends and finished it out. But that's probably my, 
one well that's difficult to say but it's my favorite record my favorite song on the record as yeah. of today but there's some good ones coming so yeah, yeah. and that, that one and there's one that's supposed to be releasing as the feature track the day the album releases it's called i believe yeah and that one for me i think is probably my favorite song that we've written ever, ever. yeah it's just a declaration of the gospel it's a declaration of who God is, who Jesus is. And it's amazing because we had written it with um, uh, our friends, Stephen, Hannah, Caden, and Melanie, and Ryan and I. And Stephen had been in the hospital for three days. We didn't know he was going to end up in the hospital. And we had just picked him up that morning. And we were like, you know, you can go upstairs and go to bed. It's fine. Um, it's like, oh, I'm going to write. It ended up being such a beautiful moment with the Lord yeah. in our living room. And just if there's some rites that are really hard <laughs> and they take a really long time, but this one was really easy. It was like the Lord Download. was just downloading yeah. lyric and scripture. And yeah, so yeah. I would say yeah. look out for that one too. I believe is, is special to yeah. me. That's awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to, I actually have not gotten to listen to those yet. And I'm going to right after this. Um, I, is it live? Is it like the other album? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which, okay. That's awesome. God willing, every single one will be live because I, when we were doing this background for this one, this record, um, I was like, if the church doesn't show up, I don't want to do the album. Because it was like Ryan said on Endless Praise. We we want to hear the voice of God's people on the album. So I'm hoping every record we do will be like that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's awesome. Is there a video too? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So you guys write songs together, clearly. How often are you songwriting? Like, what is that? Can you give us a sneak peek into like, what does a normal week look like for you guys? Like, is there a school drop off? Is like, like who's making <laughs> breakfast in the morning? Are you guys songwriting every day? Are you traveling like once a week? Like, what is, what is just a normal week look like for you? Give us a sneak behind the curtain. <laughs> That's so difficult to say. <laughs> I think right every now, week's a little different. It is. Yeah. It is. It's, we're living a completely walk by faith lifestyle, <laughs> which means there's things we know are going to happen and things that we're like, whatever you need, Lord, we're, we're ready to do it. So some weeks look like touring on the road full time, and then uh, some weeks are just at home working on gather house stuff. Um, we do write with our friends. I've been pregnant for like two years. So (laughs) we, we've been taking advantage of like the time off of the road and bringing, bringing in people to to write with us. And, um, so it really, it depends on what day it is, but having a 14 month old, he's been our constant and have he's definitely reeled us in and about to have another one. So I think we're going to get a little bit more routine than normal, but I think we will do maybe two or three writing weeks a yeah. year. Yeah. Um, invite, yeah. Cause it's like, we have to really be intentional yes. to like sit down. Like we're, we're always kind of like getting moments of songs, like just yeah. as the Lord speaks, but it's like, we have to be super intentional about actually being like, Hey, let's take these four days and invite 
all of our friends in and actually finish out these songs because yeah. we just it's just so busy and especially with the baby it's very rare that charity and i ever actually sit down unless there's like an official <laughs> writing retreat going yeah. on yeah. We yeah. just you know the days end and you're like what happened to the day and um but we try to be really intentional about being like hey let's every quarter or sometimes half a year be like let's yeah. get all our favorite writers together and we sometimes we'll be together for like four days and get like 20 songs and then we just everybody takes the songs that their heart yeah. can do and it's really it's a fun way to do it yeah but so are you are you both like full-time musicians or there's no like on the side uber driving or anything like that this is like <laughs> we are full-time musicianaries yeah. we we love to serve God and his people. So we're in a different church almost every Sunday. We have a home church here in, in Houston that will, we, I think we're there what once a month. Yeah. When we're in like touring season, yeah. we're there like once a yeah. month. Yeah. But we, so you're, uh, in a, you're seeing a lot of churches all over the United States for sure. Maybe around the world. Like, where do you seeing in the church? Like, is there anything that you kind of are seeing as a common thread of like where the church like what what's like the state of the church in 2024 like from what you're seeing it's i love this question i know that some people might shy away from it but i am so hopeful at what i see i see people yearning after authentic and after real and it's amazing that when you get a body of believers together and you know they'll bring their friends who aren't believers with them and the word says that no man comes to the Father except the Spirit draw him. So when we're able to experience the presence of God together, I mean, we've seen amazing things. And the church, the church is, is waking up. The church is praying and the church is seeking after God and his kingdom first, which is what we're supposed to do. It's mm-hmm. really cool see it from our perspective because every Sunday we'll be in a different tribe of the church so you see you're seeing different worship expressions you're seeing yeah. church language you're yeah. seeing all kinds of of different parts of it and you know we're all human we all have things that we need to work on but at the heart of what we're doing is we're seeking God first and I think it's beautiful I love that are you are you seeing any difference in like age demographic like are young people engaged as much as they were maybe five ten years ago are they more engaged anything you're seeing there again i think it's like it's more about we always have this thing in front of us right and i think that the the students and young people of today are just so hungry for For authentic and real we've actually seen them you know they're like we don't need the big screens. We don't need the lights. We don't need all the fluff and stuff. We just want Jesus. And that's been yeah. so beautiful. But we've also seen a huge range of, of generations coming yeah. together. We see mothers and fathers of the church again. And we see people that aren't afraid. This is going to sound odd maybe, but we're, people that aren't afraid to get older. Because I feel like we also live in a society that's trying to stay perpetually youthful. And it's like, no. We need wisdom. We yeah. need direction. And we need people who have stead- been steadfast in their faith in the church speaking into our young people. And yeah. we, we're seeing that also. Yeah. So it's yeah. super incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. So if you could go back, think about like Charity Gale, Ryan, which by the way, I don't even know what your last name is. Is it Ryan Gale? <laughs> 
No. <laughs> okay. the they're always like Brother Gale. I'm like, I don't know who that yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like young Ryan, young charity, like think like 2010 or something. You'd have no idea endless praise is coming in all of this journey you're on. Like, is there something you'd go back and like, if you could sit down with like that younger charity, younger Ryan, if you were sitting down with them over coffee, is there anything advice you would give them for the road ahead? And maybe how that applies to like, if you, if you were to sit down with a young worship leader, who's like 12 years old, you know, maybe not that young, but 15, 16 years old, like what, what advice, what wisdom would you want to say? Yeah, I think what I would just encourage myself when I was younger is that faithfulness is so important to just be faithful to what the Lord's asked you to do right in front of you and to not be worried or concerned about where he's necessarily taking you because those doors he'll he he opens doors no man can open and he shuts doors no man can shut and and he's already got that all worked out like he's got our future worked out and we try to encourage worship leaders a lot to to just be faithful in the season that the Lord has placed you because he's already determined how he's going to use you in his kingdom he's already determined where you'll be if you're a songwriter, what songs you'll write. And and all that he's asking you to do is just be faithful and to continue to say yes every time that he speaks. And mm-hmm. I think oftentimes we get consumed with, well, where am I going? Where am I taking? What are my goals? And that's not a bad thing to have to dream with the Lord. But if yeah. we if we focus too much on the future and we actually don't like live in the moment that he's given us. We can miss out on so much ministry that he wants to do right now with the person on that front pew. I think, so. you know, we live in this culture where like the best good is like when you reach a stadium or an arena and you're leading in an arena. And it's like, we've done that. And I just can, I can say very confidently, my favorite thing is to be in a prayer room with like 15 people who are just Mm. seeking after the heart of God. And when it's all over, they don't care who we are. They just want to talk about Jesus. And I'm like, I much prefer that. And we've also said like, you know, you might win an award or you get a number one song and then you go home and you're like, I'm the same person. Have I been faithful with what you've given me? Because that goal, it's kind of like, you drop through it. It's a cloud, you know? So yeah, it's like, yeah. it's more important to just be faithful and to say yes and be obedient to whatever he's put in front of you. And while we are focused on what he's put in front of us, he's going ahead of us. Cause that's just what he does. And he's opening doors. He's yeah. parting waves. He's moving mountains so that yeah. we can continue to move into all that he's called us to be. Yeah. And I, I would tell my 14 year old self, to make sure that I keep God the center priority in my life because there are situations, friendships that will change um, your just where you are in life, whether it's because of what you've done or because of what other people have done in your life that will change your perspective in an instant. Um, But if God is your main focus when you have opportunities knocking at the door and you say, well, is this going to draw me closer to the Lord or is it going to pull me further away? Then you're able to, you're able to actually enter into a yes or no with the Lord on your side. Like the Lord should never be second in our lives. He should always be our main focus. So whether there's opportunity or maybe even a crisis that arises 
that we look at it and we go, how can this benefit me and my relationship with the Lord? That should always be our first question. Yeah. And I love too how that, what you just said ties into the whole rejoice, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice in all things because you're right. I mean, you don't know what's, what's coming, what challenges are ahead, but we're, you know, we're called to rejoice in all things. I love that. And I cannot wait for this album. You guys, thank you so much for taking the time to even have this conversation and give us a little sneak peek into the behind the scenes of it. And congratulations on the new baby. That's, that's amazing. And the new album. Um, You guys are doing amazing work. So thank you for what you're doing to just bless the church and all over worship leaders all over the place are being impacted by what you're doing. So thank you. Well, we're so grateful for you and what you guys do and grateful for all the worship leaders that, you know, we get it. We, we understand (laughs) what, what it is you do and your heartbeat. So we're appreciative and we love all of you so much. Yeah. Thanks. Well, nice meeting you both. I did not know we were going to get a double feat. This is amazing. A double feature. I love it. It's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks, Thanks, Ryan. Nice to meet you. Thanks, Charity. See you later. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, great conversation uh, with Charity and Ryan. Make sure you go check out their new singles, okay? The new songs. Um, I actually cannot wait to pull those up and listen to them uh, later today. So make sure you go check those out. We have all the tracks at Loop Community. We're going to have all the tracks from uh, her new album out on Loop Community. We also have all the tracks from Endless Praise up there. So make sure you check that out. If you've never listened to the album Endless Praise, you are totally missing out. So make sure you go check out that album where you, love her, you listen to music. And uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay tuned for future interviews. And as always, just thanks for joining us for the Worship Fuel show. We'll see you next time.